Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. What's good, Internet? It's March 28th, 2023, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 553. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, and I'm joined by Ricardo Contreras. Did not accidentally type 522 on the last uh, Waypoint Radio episode. Listener, you didn't see that? No one saw it. Uh, well, they many saw people they... saw that, and I saw lots of questions about like why that episode disappeared from my feed, and I kind of wondered what was going <laughs> Say, on. I was like, if they're but a then podcast, I was like, I'm on vacation. <laughs> you know, who wasn't on vacation hmm. was Patrick Klepek. No, but I will be by the time you listen to this. Oh, Whoa. vacation, Patrick is logged on. Uh, I don't know. With like, there's like this this, 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 this week could go a lot of ways based on. Uh, uh, how, my child who did not seemed like they were on a trajectory towards sick on Sunday evening seemed okay today and was handed off to my to my mother to to watch and hopefully pass have the sh- the sick ship pass on a monday but it's possible <laughs> that i too will be struck with the you don't get a vacation you just get to be at home with a kid for for 3 days depending on how things go well that wasn't me. For I, me i was my own kid in that case when i was like <laughs> i have covid and i'm baby yeah, but then you also Speaking went into of baby, a baby. We will. We also have hey. on her on her vacation countdown Jesus timer. Christ. Renata Price. Oh my God! Hi. So, look, we can tell everyone. <laughs> everyone have a fun week. You got to tell me about this crawl space. Uh, so okay, so l- let me tell you this: the king of executive function mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. in residence during my vacation week. You were you were like legitimately hauling junk away, right? Like going t- taking quantities of and objects. What I could not haul away, I had people with a truck come and remove wow. from my from my house. Uh also in that process, I learned just how hard it is to dispose of hazardous materials. There's only two pickup days a year where my city will take things like uh like pesticides, paints, uh, all sorts of chemical stuff. But, of course, there is convenient year-round disposal at two locations in Massachusetts, each of which is over an hour's drive away. You can't but take them to, like, a hardware store? There are hardware stores around here that'll take paint. That's a... You know what? I haven't considered that option, so I will call some of the hardware stores around here. Um, that is... Oh, yes. Definitely do that. Like, the there's an Ace Hardware... That's a... I think Ace Hardware is just a Midwest thing. But, like, they... Yeah. Not all of them. We just got Lowe's some, and Home Depot around but here. But some, some plate... Like, if you have a... I, I would really? ask around because some hardware places will you can drop them off and for a fee they'll dispose yeah. of, of paint for you. We've got See? Ace and Do It Best in the city here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if Ace. Well, was actually, a... those both of those companies are uh, like Ace store. isn't a company company, right? Are right, they like a franchise thing. They're, where, yeah, it's they're, like, a, they're, they're a, a, a network of independent like hardware stores. What's, that I think the name deal? for it is a marketing co-op because they all share the same marketing, but they're all independently owned stores. Yeah. Oh, oh. the. Yeah. The 
the northeastern United States is pretty well connected by rail line, Rob. Have you considered just going to the nearest like train track <laughs> or, or like and just finding a, a passing Norfolk Southern train and just being like, here, or take you just these. dump it by the railroad tracks and be like, they probably derailed. That's yeah, look. Uh, there was a train. There was a, there was a weird train. It was carrying uh, two things of an insecticide, uh, a couple things of paint, and that was all it was carrying. Uh, it's a, we were lucky. It's this a, one wasn't bad. <laughs> We did it. So anyway, so yeah, it was a, it was a week while that, but the the crawl space was. So I had this Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and I had had this idea where it was like we're gonna get an artificial tree, and there's gonna be no allergies for you know the holiday season. Instead, there was COVID, but that wasn't part of the original plan. <laughs> and didn't get a COVID occur- tree. That wasn't that. Was- <laughs> yeah, it, it, oh, pretty much that, literally. Rob? Like I was decorating it, and I was like. Ooh, these allergies are really acting up. Boy, I'm going to keep loudly talking about my allergies uh, <laughs> as I try to deny what is evidently happening to me. <laughs> anyway, so the addition was finished weeks ago, and then I was like, all right, now I can start cleaning this place up and get this tree out of here. And then I was like, I still want a place to put the tree, except to this crawl space, which I have been... I have never fully plumbed its depth since we moved in here. There's things back there that, like, I have never seen with my own eyes or hadn't until this past week. Which these then these are objects that are not yours, right? They're just ooh, ooh some of what? it, Patrick. And and by the way, so this is a contributing uh, like part of the why are the mice so bad in this apartment? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It looks to me like the original builder back in the '80s when they finished. They had too much carpet. So they just took huge, I mean huge, like too big for me to lift, trimmings of cut carpet and carpet liner, jammed it in the lowest part of the crawl space beneath the stairs, Mm -hmm. and bounced. (laughs) And so for 30 years, there has been a huge pile of warm soft insulating carpeting material mm. uh in in my it, like in the crawl space beneath my stairs that i still haven't dealt with because it's like that's like from what i could observe that i think is going to be like uh you know the secret of nim in there it's going to be it, it, it's going to be intense uh so I'm not fucking with that right now. Okay, so that was just put to the side. I de- I problem identified, but cool will not deal with. Cool compost pile living under your under your stairs. Mm. I bet that's gonna be. I bet that's really good for the air quality in your home. Yeah. So I did. So you know, here's the thing. It wasn't as gnarly as I feared. Mm. Uh, okay. Like. I do think most of the mice have sort of been chased out in previous months. It was a lot of vacuuming, but mostly the big thing was just like excavating layers of old toxic materials that like my landlady left here years ago. Uh, ancient, ancient grout uh, left from probably some patch jobs in the bathroom. Ancient grout uh, is my favorite that's thing my- that the uh, Legend of Zelda guardians drop when you kill them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's my, fa- fun, my favorite thing in Elden Ring that I use to upgrade my sword. <laughs> ah, if I want to go to plus ten, I need more ancient grout. Where do I? Where does that drop? So it was real cool because my vacation started basically with like I'm like I'm gonna tackle a few of these tasks, and then you know 
it'll all be wrapped up by like Sunday, Monday at the outside, and then no tasks. Tasks beget tasks. That is that was that was that, is, that, was the that dark is always secret. what happens with house tasks. You 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 all you're doing is opening a door to a multiverse of other housing options that are difficult to close by by like Sunday afternoon. The apartment looked worse than it had uh, <laughs> no. before I started. Like there was more darkest shit before out the, the dawn. The Rob, I, I I I hear you. Yeah, and so I just I but I you know what I didn't I didn't let myself get discouraged again. King of executive function, I kept churning through it, made the hard choices, got rid of things. Like what? Like what? I need to. This is this is what this is why basically I started this call space conversation. When you get to the point where you were hauling things away, asking people to take stuff away. It's like, is are we talking books? Or are we talking things? Obviously, even we could all agree. That you, of course, you would get rid of this. I'm curious what, what uh, level the king of executive function allowed themselves to indulge in during donated this a fair process. number of books, but mm-hmm. I needed to donate more. I just didn't like have access to enough of them to sort of survey what I want to get rid of. Uh, got rid of a lot of like, old hardware stuff a lot of like there you know there a lot of stuff piles up like there's a ton of like old cleaning stuff that had piled up stuff we bought like three or four times over thinking (laughs) we had because also the thing i discovered is we are amazing at losing stuff and so like from mina's puppy days there were like four gallon jugs of like odor killing stain remover that we had bought and i swear to god every time we bought one of those we used it once and then, like two days later, we must have had an exchange that was like, "Where's the stain remover thing? We gotta clean up after." Oh, we don't have. I don't know where it is. All right, let's get another one delivered. My so, mom is famous for this level of like basic forgetting of things purchased. Where especially if you go to her house, you'll open up the fridge, and it's an adventure. It's like which thing has she bought seven times this time? Um, like, and it's even <laughs> worse at like my parents' little lake house. Like we. Took some friends up there a month or so ago and was like, open it up. And it's like, well, there's not much food in here, but there are seven mustards. Because every time she'd go up, she's like, well, we're probably going to do some grilling. And then would bring things for grilling, forgetting well, like she'd done that every other time. Mustards? No, these are just, this is, <laughs> come on, Bob. Excuse me, those are my Rob. dipping mustards. <laughs> this is, this is, this is some yellow ass mustard copied and pasted yeah. six times. It's, it's, it's Wisconsin, please. So that was another part of it was like a lot of rationalizing storage, like all the like floor cleaning stuff, like ended up in one cabinet now. It's yeah. like, we know where that shit is. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the various, we had done an amazing job of squirreling screwdrivers, power drills, uh, not with the drill bits. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so there's the like serious not fucking around high torque uh, drill and nice. then there's yeah. the like eh, just need to like you know drill into some drywall drywall real quick mm-hmm. uh, drill so there's two of them yeah this yeah, is, okay. this is MK's fine. way I've, I've, I've lived I, in a I imagine drills home. as being more than two for some reason because you always got the two right you got the like yeah yeah there's there's the monster that's like kind of unwieldy and you just don't want to bust it out every day there's the fuck around drill and the find out drill Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But crucially, is it still is it, are they stored with their drill bits? No, they were no. not. <laughs> of course uh, not. Gotta, <laughs> gotta, and, and and also to add on to that, of course, there's the there's the big like like uh box of drill bits, the mm. you know, the the layer of things you put in your 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 mm. tool your toolbox, of course. 
But, you know, then there's your favorite drill bits, the high use ones, which you store in a different place, <laughs> much the same way that when you have different when you have an assortment of screwdrivers for every size and every occasion, you take your four or five most useful mm-hmm. and you put those somewhere else where you surely won't lose them because you'll need to refer back to them a lot. Oh, no. And then you never see them again. <laughs> so, no. And I no. did not recover those during the during the week of uh, excavation. Those are those are gone. But, uh, you know, and then it, it culminated. Once I got all this done, uh, I had to wrestle that tree to the ground. Uh, mean- it was like it was like dressing a carcass. Did you put it, um, uh, put hey, it down. Um, yeah. Where do you keep your loose pieces of metal? From like various assembly things. Like, like I assume that there's somewhere in the Zachney household, <laughs> there is just like a box filled with loose metal. Yeah, that's metal. a great question, Ren. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to report that there is a really sturdy uh, cardboard shipping box that we have that is full, not just of loose pieces of metal, but also what? perspective, uh, like, tr- like uh, laminate samples we've looked at. Um, you know, excess bits of trim, etc. All that like, stuff. Can you just throw that out and like your life wouldn't change? No, there are like hinges for my closet doors in here. Like I, because I took my closet because in my in my bedroom, th- this room is uh, this closet sucks. Uh, the doors suck on it, uh, and so I had to take the closet doors off so I had room to put my bed in. Uh, and so yeah, I keep the hinges for the doors in the metal tube which I'm currently holding uh, in my left hand. Uh, Let's see. There's Mm. some hinges in Mm. here. There's just some... uh, What's that? Oh, cool. A screwdriver. Is that a Uh, putter? No, it's an Allen key. Okay. It looks like a putter. Yeah, Ren actually strikes me as the sort of person who, like, midway through the day, would, like, take out her putter (laughs) and put a little cup on its side and put down some, like, titleists and uh, just practice some putting for (laughs) him. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is several pounds though. I was just curious where the metal in Rob's acne's home lives because I assume, and I and I think I'm correct to assume this, Rob, that there is just a part of your home that you no longer remember where it is that is just like piles of loose metal. There, there. So I actually, unfortunately, I discovered that box after the ah. like uh, <laughs> trash people had come through, and I was like, oh shit, this would have been perfect to to send off with them. Uh, but yeah, so like, you know, got got through all that. The place was really starting to shape up and it was like middle of the week. And I was like, ah, still some quality vacation time ahead of me. And then my PC didn't boot. Oh, it yeah. I saw, locking I saw up on the. Uh, I guess it's not really the bio screen anymore, but, you know, the, the motherboard like splash screen. That's the mm-hmm. bios, um, right? I guess technically Can you still hit F12 and go to a, you know, isn't, yeah. isn't that what you have to hit? Unresponsive. Uh, okay, but that's what you like, used to do, right? It was right. F12 at like and the And that's still there. You, you still like the minute, if you're trying to get to safe mode, you're immediately like tapping yeah. that and everything. So it had done this once uh, a couple weeks ago, right after we had a blizzard with a power cut, which kind of makes me angry because this thing's plugged into an ups. And so that's the whole point of having this giant brick. Yeah, you've had uh, issues with this PC before, though, right? I don't know this specific no, one, this but I feel the, like so. This is the this is the new build that uh, supplanted the one where I couldn't chase down with these power issues. Oh, okay, for. all mm. right, and then maybe that's what I'm remembering. I work with Rob long enough, and then the, the cycle of PC <laughs> problems repeats itself, as opposed to being <laughs> anything else. So I do the whole thing. Like, what could it be? 
And some of the answers are really simple. It could be bad RAM. Open up your computer, take the RAM out. Like, you know, put it Wait, in a different RAM. Slot it out. Yes. Slot it back quick, in. Quick point yeah. of uh, clarification, Rob. I don't remember. When you made the new build from when you were having the power problems originally, is it completely new or were some components brought over? Uh, fresh RAM. Okay. Fresh motherboard, all that stuff. But the things that are carried over are a couple of the hard drives, but not the OS drive. Okay. Uh, hmm. so yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty new, yeah. uh, system drive anyway. So like there's a day where it's like, it's like Wednesday or Thursday. I have to reboot this thing like eight times where it finally boots up and I'm like, okay, this seems pretty fucked. Uh, so I start like going through troubleshooting and I'm still having issues, uh, throughout the day. None of the easy fixes solve it. The, RAM stuff doesn't work. Uh, the whole, you know, uh, take the little uh, battery off your motherboard and, you know, give it give it time to sort of reset. And that, like, didn't make a difference. And at that point, it's kind of looking like this might be a, a bad drive or, God help us, it could be like a power supply issue, whatever. And the sand in the vacation hourglass is running down. I'm like, well, I need I need a PC. That's just that's just science. Like I can't I can't go back to work without some sort of PC solution in place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, did you click on the what, link you sent me? What is, is this? Where is this where this do? ends up? Is this is the link you sent me? What, what 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 you're about to tell me? Oh, Patrick! By that point, I'd done it 20 minutes ago. The fucking purchase. Like you could have taken it to like a local person to diagnose. You just went to click this link and just purchase it. So it's not really like a local person that I have that like is there. But also, it's like all the fixes still would have been time consuming. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like still would it would have been another thing where it's like gonna have to, uh huh, like probably like. It'd be really annoying. Is it the system drive? So you have to get a new system drive in there so I can do like, you know, check that out. It was the power supply. That's going to be a nightmare to diagnose because I do not have a spare power supply. I don't think around here. So all sorts of reasons. why. That's right. You have the local person with the part. Anyway, anyway, do you? I don't have that local person. I don't. There's got there is always a there is a harbor person in every city. I am living in a suburban town and there's one down the street for me that does computer repairs. <laughs> but anyway, continue. I guess the city of Boston just just doesn't have them. Well, like, if I was in Boston, that's a different matter. Uh, Micro Center is right there in Boston, but I'm in Lowell. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's not like it's not like me, none of this matters. You already bought. Like it doesn't. <sighs> I don't even know what why I'm throwing my hands up. Continue. Well, because the thing is like. This, this PC is not being junked. It's going to get fixed, but like I needed a, you know, there, just there to be safe. There we go. Uh-huh. A redundant solution. And <laughs> since we are taught, like, since we're in that realm, you know, long term, this PC is going to be a capture PC anyway. So no, you won't, you'll never do that. Whatever is the new machine. Well, you're never going to get that machine repaired. It is just going to sit there in the corner, and you're never going to use it as a capture PC. I want this to be clipped no, out hold on, and repeated back to me a year from now. Oh, <laughs> so, I'm not, I haven't gotten to the best part. Hold on. So oh, anyway. Jesus. So I'm like, MK was on a business trip, and I was like, bad news. PC's haunted. And she was like, I'm so sorry, man. Your vacation has really sucked. You know, uh, 
I think you should just buy a PC. And I was like, funny you should mention that. I have some options. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not one for half measures. And, you know, the, with the Fuck. current state this is why of I things. Stopped, this is why I stopped consulting oh you about my, my PC. You're like, it was, Patrick, I don't, I just, I just kept sending me links like, I don't understand why you're getting this GPU. And it's like, I have cut you out of this recommendation process. I'm going back to Brad Shoemaker and I'm, I'm picking out my, my PC because I'm pretty sure I, <laughs> I looked at the one you bought. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. Rob, before yeah. I ask, which 40 series card? Oh, the only one that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> just, just say it out loud. Say it out loud into the microphone, Rob. <laughs> The forty ninety. Yeah, okay, Jesus. got it, got it, got it. But got that's it, not. It, but, that's, but that's rational. The forty series has a huge issue <laughs> where the forty ninety, while that's the rational. most expensive card, is also the price performance winner. Like, how much does the, a forty ninety cost? Twelve. <laughs> like twelve what? 100 1200 no i know i i i know what the additional word was Are you i sure? just want to make you most have of the to ones i'm seeing here on bestbuy.com start at 1500 i feel like the msrp maybe it was 1500 you know i'm not asking to price i'm not i i look man by by i'm i'm only pointing out the funniest thing about this point of comparison which is that your gpu approaches fairly closely to the total price of my entire PC. Yeah, same. Which is <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. That's, that's how much why, my computer That's why costs. I was asking. I, Rob, I get why you... I get, Rob, Rob has been been uh, Beetlejuicing a 4090 into his life for the better part of a year now. And so that part I get. So, I'm just cracking up that my Costco PC is more or less with tax, um, like roughly the same price as the GPU he got. Now, the other thing is... You don't want to buy a 4090 and then CPU lock it. You can't have that shit going on. Right, Rob. Right, right, right. So you basically have to pair it with uh, an i9 13900K. Uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, that's, yeah. That's yeah. just, again, like that's just kind of the science of where this is at right now. Um, Do we, so, are you, are you, uh, do you have a total there? You want yeah, to share so, with us? So the thing is, I, like, I was like, we're into a pre-built, right? Like, and then we're uh-huh. going to decide who, which pre-built is it going to be, as to who's like ready to ship and ready to roll. And so it turned out it was like between MSI uh, and Corsair, both had uh, machines ready to go, mm-hmm. and. I don't know. The, the the Corsair was just speaking to me. I read some really great reviews about it. Uh, the lap, so dog, like, eh, the lap it. dog was howling from the vice office. Grand loyalty. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Got to yeah. get those. Got to get the reward points. I mean, what's the point if not uh, to have that fill up so you can get a ten dollar gift certificate? And obviously, you know, <clears throat> to be used in the merch store, though, not to buy computers. Yeah. And of course, you know, this one, the MSI only had 32 paltry gigabytes of RAM. Right. Uh, this one has 64. Now, to, is that a what? useful number? <laughs> no, not at all. To, to use on what? Get, you don't do video editing. I don't, but it just came with it. It wasn't even an option I selected. I don't. When, when, once you pick the once you pick the 4090, your options like it gets life gets real simple. Uh, hey, Rob specked out like a 4K like yeah, VFX editor's machine to, so that he can run strategy games at like a slightly higher frame rate. So I got this thing. Uh, you did. 
didn't you? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Vengeance. Oh the my God. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, well, Fucking. at least it was a special price, Rob. This Look at that discount is, you yeah, got. See, no, like, I, it was like, Pat is going to be so proud because they Rob. crossed out the big number and there's a slightly smaller number and that's what I'm getting. A hundred dollars less. A hundred dollars less. This is more money than I've ever had in my bank account. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to faint. Oh, my God. Uh, well, it was more money than I had in my bank account, too. <laughs> no! Uh, but again, How did that one you know, business day shipping go? Well, it's on its way. Like I'm, I'm, I'm watching it come here. Um, so it's it should be here. Well, now, how are you soon. speaking to us? Yeah, Rob, how are you speaking to us? <laughs> uh, the whole the whole point was the. <laughs> Did the PC boot fine? So I seal it up. Give up. Yeah, we're all done here. Yeah. Next day, it boots up just fine. Now, it had been doing this, right? It's an intermittent problem. Sure, sure. Yeah. That was like four or five days ago. Mm-hmm. And every morning, it turns on just fine. And so my PC is kind of Michigan J frogging me here. <laughs> because I swear to God it was dead. But nobody was at home with me when it was like having these issues. Are you- MK, as I said, was on a business trip. Okay. <laughs> and so nobody saw nobody saw the issue and nobody, nobody saw-, saw like the things you, I did to try to fix it are you trying to suggest your computer's trying to frame you yeah that nobody saw Rob's computer stand up sprout legs and start dancing and singing hello my lady yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so now we're in like day four or five the computer you know honestly like you know, working just fine. Mm. Uh, it's 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 absolutely thriving. Oh, we have this computer on its way, but that's not really an L, of course, because it's going to be a great machine. And uh-huh. hey, guess what? I've got this capture PC ready to roll. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. For all those times yeah. your PC has been crawling while you streamed Rome Total War, gotta have that capture PC to. I'm sure there'll be no problems, Rob, when you're connecting two machines to one another to try to stream off of. Nothing complicated there. It's just a cable. No, 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 no. Actually, hang on. This is like Kato sorted me out perfectly like ages ago on this. Yeah, it is very easy because there's a capture card a in capture this PC, card in the PC, and so all it does. <laughs> I don't is believe like, either of you. No, I, <laughs> this was actually pass a signal through. This was MK's doing too. MK reached out to me, and we sat down and talked through what the options were. Oh Rob's my God. S- Rob's been set up for a while to make this move. He was just waiting, <laughs> biding mm-hmm. his time. <laughs> I guess this is as good a time as any. So this is obviously going to be, uh, you know, I think it's sort of a, a crown, uh, a crown jewel uh, in, yeah, in the crown yeah, of yeah, yeah. the king of executive function, and yeah. I think this is kind of what I deserve, but. Uh, there is one more. So I'm, I'm waiting on the the L shaped uh, sit stand desk uh, mm-hmm. that I was nice. going to use to to finish up this office. Is it a is it not a fully or did you go fully? Uh, I went with, uh, yeah, uplift. The Jarvis. Can I oh, see no, this? Uplift. Can I see this desk? Pardon? Can I see this task? Uh, yeah, you just go to uplift.com. Okay. I think that's it. 
Isn't your current no, a Jarvis? That's, that's that's a different thing. That's like a, that looks like a Ponzi scheme. This is this is definitely a Ponzi scheme. Uh, it's UpliftDesk.com. But I went and I got a custom laminate desk because that gives you the full range of sizes they make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm. I got a uh, L-shaped desk that'll fit like perfectly in the the uplift L-shaped. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Let me just look at these real quick. And this is the standing uh, sitting one, the one that goes up and down. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. The uh, custom, oh, custom L shape. That would be great if you could just link me. Link me this. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So that's oh going to be, that's me the desk. But obviously, you know, with capture PC and all that in play, going to need two screens. At least. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I kind of wanted to keep it to two because I don't want to like completely overwhelm the space with screens. Like this is also kind of a <laughs> comfortable retreat. Yes, it's a studio, but it's also yeah. a place What do you need two to... on the capture PC for? Pardon? <laughs> what do you need two monitors on the capture PC for? Well, the, one would be running the, the, the game and the other would be like, so like the capture PC when I'm like, Wait, when, I'm, when we're did streaming, you mean, for instance. Did you mean two each? No, there's just two, two total. There's gonna be two, two total. total. Yeah. Okay. So Patrick's yes. like, yeah, there's gonna be a TV uh, running the game that I'm pl- like that I'm watching for play, and then like the capture PC is gonna be up in the monitor with like OBS on it and chat, and I can just handle stuff there. Very. I easy. mean that that makes sense. Like I hear you say these words, and like that is not too dissimilar from what I use on my single PC setup, where one screen has my like I'm monitoring the broadcast and chat, and the other one has the has the video game on it. This is all that yeah. is the that is the most reasonable thing you've said here. Now, Rob, what are the monitors? Well, so I am I am a little OLED pilled. Oh my, but yeah, also, like, I wanted to find a compromise between like a TV and a monitor, and that's you, that's kind of hard. Like, OLED monitors are really expensive, but it wasn't quite what I'm I'm looking for. But then, boy howdy, did I find just the perfect device uh, a a little display that was made just for me. Mm-hmm. It's curved. It's OLED. Let me just look at this. I'm just fe- I'm just believe those things to be true. No, so, Ren. No, oh, look, fuck, I'm fucking son, right. God, I'm right. Son, I've never been wrong in my you life. Gotta be fucking. I, I'm Ren. the smartest woman on the planet. It's not just curved. It's not just curved. It's it's not just it curved. Flexes. It flexes. You motherfucker. <laughs> I heard okay. you talk about this. this. You know what, Robert? <laughs> I cannot believe you. Modern money has been on this setup. We've become the baddies. <laughs> like, like capitalism is bad. You just, you just walked us through all this. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down. I'm gonna lay down. I'm gonna uh, lay down. Uh, like that damn capitalism. Well, it sure allowed Rob to get a bunch of cool shit right here. Jesus Wait. Christ, Rob. So is this this well, is Patrick, this is a normal fair. this is this is a normal size, right? Uh, Patrick, yeah, it's five hundred dollars off. A forty-two inch screen, Cotto. And now here's the here's the crucial 40, thing. 40, 40, no, Kato, 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 Kato. I know it's 42 fucking inches away what? from his face. Well, Are be, you hold, kidding me? Hold on. That's because it is it is just it the LG like a- C2 TV screen. But it bends. <laughs> Rob, like when you're streaming stuff for work, why not just use the other like HDMI input in the device like I do? Just like play it there and use the other monitor. I don't like this monitor as much. Wait, so 
figure. So wait, this is a so it's a regular sixteen nine screen. Yeah. Thank God. No, <laughs> it's, not it's, I, like, it's not ultra wide. It's not Like throughout all of this, I was like, "How can I make Kato's life better?" And this is great for me. You could send him a check for ten grand. <laughs> send them a check for yeah, that'd be fucking thousand dollars. You know, if you like, if that's your, if that's what's in front of you, I got boy. Do you have any I got an answer for you. The credit card company charges on advances like that. Uh, <laughs> So, there's some other features, though. So, because, yeah, the LG C2, 42, like, that's that's not that expensive. But that's just a regular old TV screen. It doesn't bend. doesn't flex. And, crucially, it doesn't come with a uh, little fancy stand that has all sorts of adjustable stuff. So, you can tilt it and turn it like a monitor without having to drill into your freshly painted walls and, like, really make commitments about where this thing is going to live and sit. And while they were back there building this, this little stand, those wizards at LG put in bias lighting. Oh, that's great. Good for them. What? Yeah. What are you saying to me right What now? does that mean? <laughs> Oh, it'll glow. <laughs> cool. It's got it gamer LEDs. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Cool. It, it glows. Yeah, it glows, Rob. <laughs> Is the glow cool for your eyes? Are you going to make a sequel to Ice Strain? It helps your Great. eyes. No, cool. it goes behind it to Great. See, Kata, yeah. yeah, see, there's Great. a logic to it. Yeah. There is, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. It's yeah. also not necessary. Cool. Cool, 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 you could cool, turn cool, on cool. a light near your <laughs> in your room, and that'll help as well. So wait, Rob, don't you have LEDs pointing at your face right now to keep you lit? Don't you already have lighting directly behind your monitor? That's not what bias lighting is doing. Oh yeah, the, expound. So you've seen this. So it's like when you're playing like a video game, and it's got like. You know, the screen has a color scheme as you're playing through it. Bias lighting will throw in complementary backlighting that will both, like, pleasingly enhance the contrast while reducing eye strain uh, from you looking at the screen. And so your room will, as you play a game, will just, like, flicker with splashes and whirls of color uh, that are sort of referring to the action on the screen of the game you're playing. It looks, too, like, it looks like car underlight. <laughs> looks like car underlighting <laughs> for a fucking PC monitor. Um, uh, uh. <laughs> but you have to imagine it casting a therapeutic glow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I can. I can see the therapeutic glow. Yeah. yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but now it's over. Like the like, the darkness is lifted. All the stuff will be well. So this thing's really backordered, and it's kind of hard to get. And I, I gave these people some money, and they haven't called me in like the weeks to put my order in. Sorry, so. sorry, 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 sorry. Whoa, you someone, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> these whoa, people whoa, whoa. stepping it back. <laughs> no, it's it respectable. Back. Who did you give this sure money to? Who did you give this money to? Is it not the website you linked to us? No, I did not buy it from the manufacturer. I bought so it from didn't. a local business. Okay. Hmm. 
But anyway, when I asked about the status of the order, they didn't call me back. But I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I'll call them again soon. That's so... You didn't do this in person? No, I just... Uh, I spoke my credit card number over the phone. And, uh-huh. and uh, Rob- they took it. And the charge went through. Quick question. <gasps> yeah. Uh uh, now, did you get the $499.01 off uh, oh, currently listed on the LG website? Yeah, of course. So that's, you paid that's good. So you paid the number listed on the LG website for this device. Yeah. That's about we're, what my PC we're, cost we're 10 in years the, ago. We're in the honesty room, Rob. <laughs> I just want to clarify... That the number on this website is what you is what you spoke into the credit card on your phone. Sorry, your phone on, like, <laughs> for, t- for TVs that you can you can buy for like TVs have never been cheaper. Yeah. Also, how far away from your face is it's going to be? It's going to be about. Uh, well, you look at the uplift uh, screen here. Uh, I think it's be like thirty inches. It's going to be pretty close. Good thing it's going to flex. Uh, yeah. There's pictures There's pictures of gamers here sitting like inches from this thing. And I'm like, why? Why do you do this to yourself? Classic Rob's acne right here. Yeah, this is, this is Rob. This is That's, Rob. Okay, that is not me. That is not me. Arm behind the monitor? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Look at how close Rob is there. Leaning into his strategy games. Leaning back to listen to music. Trying to maximize the number of pixels his eyes are taking in at one moment in time so he can get those crisp, crisp clicks on his fucking resources. Getting those APIs up. He's that dope. No one has no one has ever clicked a tooltip so accurately in their life. So that's look. <laughs> it was a it, it was a difficult road I walked. And I understand that, like people, like people have doubts about, like, is this I do, needless I indulgence. It's okay. Our company is in great shape, Rob. I think you actually made some quality financial decisions this week. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, That's true. Uh, it's cool. It's <laughs> cool true. here. It's Look, it just needs to hold together. Hey, wait. Hey, Rob. Wait. Okay. <laughs> Let me just read a completely unrelated message from a chat between Rob Zachney and I. <clears throat> Do you have any candles line budget items? <laughs> that was, let me see when that message was sent. Rob Zachney asked me this question. Uh, ah, 3-15-2023. Are there any candles line budget items? <laughs> <laughs> Which I said no. You know, <laughs> you put it that way, the bias lighting kind of sounds like candles. <laughs> yeah, Rob. That's well, that's you know what's what? causing the the price of this TV but, no, to be so high. Here's I get. I was <laughs> like, this is an irrational. I know this is an irrational purchase, right? But I like this device. Like I was yeah. like every time I was like, I don't, I don't need this device. I It'll don't. go right next to your surface. 
Hey Rob, can I have your surface? <laughs> wow, I'm sorry. Killed. I actually really hurt done. Rob on that one. He's done. Rob, he's Rob, out. Rob. He's gone. My you surface killed got stolen. Someone to check and make yours. sure Rob has still got a pulse. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no, god, he is broken in half. I need to. I need to make a little confession about the surface. And it really, actually, Patrick, this was this was me last night. It really hit me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So remember, I I bought the Surface right as they discontinued that version of the Surface and replaced it with a newer famous, version. Yes, famously mm-hmm. bad time to buy a Surface. Uh, and I was like, I love this thing. It's great. It's like the perfected version of this Surface. And there's a lot of things I like about it. I still use the Surface. It's been a great laptop. And I was going to say lap dog, but it's been a great laptop. No, actually, that's the problem. It's been a good portable PC. It's been a decent tablet and all that stuff. But the little... The little kickstand when you're trying to sit there and you're watching sports, you're trying to watch TV, and you're trying to do work. You like to sit with your legs crossed or something, mm-hmm. or you 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 just like are, are sitting with your legs, your feet uh, flat uh, flat on the floor. That little kickstand sucks to sort of like balance the little. They're, they're all even 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 the one that you were impressed by that like Apple one on the iPad like it, they're not really meant. Like, yeah, but I think I think they literally function poorly the on a next lap. build of the Surface like basically gave it a proper laptop mode. Mm. Like literally, I think the one they released months later was like, it has all the convenience. And then also it just works like a laptop and sits like a normal ass laptop mm-hmm. in your lap. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest here. Cause I didn't want to admit that like there were flaws with the surface. I didn't want to face this truth, but I did have to admit to myself at a certain point that it's like, I was going out of my way to avoid using it as a laptop at moments when I really wanted a laptop. Like there were so what many moments where I was like, I would love to like sit here on the couch, do a little work while watching TV. And then I would justify like, you know, I can, I'll just, you know, when I want to work, I go to the kitchen table. That's just as good. I can watch the screen from there. Yeah. I kind of, I, I hate that little kickstand. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, you know, problems for another day. You know, you can't solve everything at once. No, no. Eventually, you hit a max on your credit card. <laughs> Eventually, you 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 do hit that. Uh, but when that day comes and the sheriff's department kicks down the door to reclaim some of these possessions, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, they will. This, ever- is, this is why Rob shifted their setup so we can we have, we see a there's a door right behind you. Like we'll be, we'll be able to. Uh, see that happen. Oh, they're time. not coming through that door. That's a secure. That's going to be t- That's pretty tough to break down. It'll be the door downstairs, but I got a clear mm. sight line in the stairwell post up here. Oh, but you can get up that. You can get out that door, right? From from inside. That's your that's oh, your that's your means of egress. Yeah, exactly. I can just like <laughs> now I won't be able to bring I won't be able to bring everything with me, but I think I'll bring the Corsair. Uh, I'll be I'll be running I'll be running down the street with Jesus the Corsair Christ. under my arm. Okay. You know what? I don't you know, I know we've had complicated feelings about AI art, but is it possible that one could generate an image of Rob running from the from a sheriff's department no. holding a Corsair we PC? We don't need AI art. We don't need well, that. We have we have I people. Need, I need that. People I need follow to see, us. I, I gotta see if I can. I got. I'm sorry. <laughs> Even I haven't pushed the line. I need. I need to see if I can get that generated. Well, while you examine that, uh, why don't we get into at least some of the games? We've been playing. Uh, we'll take a break here real quickly because obviously there's a lot to catch up on with the mm-hmm. various mistakes I've made with my life. But before we, you know, maybe just shift topics a little bit and talk about like 
getting right with nature and sort of uh, what's degrowth, that sort of thing. Uh, Ren, you've been playing a bit of Terranil. Uh, what what can you tell us about it? So Terranil is a, um, I think, pretty interesting little strategy game uh, that is about environmental restoration uh, and kind of going into uh, devastated ecosystems and trying to like rebuild them through technology that to me borders on magical thinking. This like, is just like is, my apartment. It's it's just like Rob's apartment, uh, right down to the belief that purchasing uh, a new piece of technology will be able to finally dig you out of the uh, miles deep hole you found yourself in in terms of like, you know, poor structures and like, you know, misthought out strategies for kind of building your life, right? <laughs> and Terra Nell picks up in the wasteland, uh, much like a crawl space underneath your stairs after years and years of environmental neglect, and has you, the player, uh, placing objects in an environment to effectively do terraforming to rehabilitate a bunch of environments. Uh, each ecosystem has like specific things that it is built around. Um, so, for example, uh, the first environment you're in is entirely built around humidity. Uh, if you keep the humidity right and you like put all the plants back, you're good. Uh, but it gets more complex as it goes on. So, for example, in the polar environment, which I'm fucking with right now, you have to deal with uh, the toxicity of the surrounding environment, the uh, average temperature in the region, and also the uh, humidity. And like balancing these things allows the environment to ideally come back to its uh, its its best. The cool thing about this is that, you know, you're doing your standard, like, uh, like placing objects to, like, get resources, or in this case, create resources in an environment. Uh, and then once you have finished terraforming, you then have to go back through in reverse and recycle everything uh, to kind of take away all of the human-made objects in the environment and reset it back to the way it was before any ecological devastation fell upon it. Um and it is honestly like a really clever little strategy game. So what is it? Cause like, I feel like when I've encountered city builders that uh, yeah. have tried to be a bit more, so they've been more traditional city builders that try to get at this concept of like, you know, try and have a bit more what's called like a solar punk vision or, yeah. or things like that. But yeah. a lot, of, a lot of times they end up falling into this trap of like, we have basically taken the same progress curves at, that exist in every other city building you've ever played. Mm -hmm. But now we just given them like green names, right? Where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, like, in, you know, here you'll build a wind farm version three and it will, Hey, what do you know? The wind farm version three generates uh, way more power than like, you know, coal plant version three. So like, I'll build the wind farm and then we power up all the yeah. same old shit and it's all the same. Uh, like how is how is this sort of dodging that trap? So it there is only one power source per region. So it's not like you are upgrading better versions of there is no upgrading, right? You're not like putting down a thing and then being like, I would like a more efficient X, Y, or Z. Instead, it is that you are being like, okay, I'm going to place down a windmill and this windmill can support, you know, X number of things. And it's much more like, how can I place objects in such an order mm. that I am shaping the environment in this particular way. So like first you go, 
uh, you put down a windmill and the windmill generates power and then you put down a toxin scrubber and the toxin scrubber cleans the soil around it and allows you to put down an irrigator. And then the irrigator like, you know, applies water to everything. Then if you put a thing on the irrigator, that water then turns into that, that uh, like plant area you've created of like grass turns into a wetlands, for example. Right. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So and it's so, a lot of like second and third order like stuff happening. Yes, even sometimes even like fourth. So, for example, in the screenshot I've just sent, uh, there are uh, there is a jungle, like a forested can't like a, a rainforest uh, with yeah. a canopy, uh, a mangrove, uh, like a field of mangroves, uh, and then uh, a more traditional forest. Uh, and so, the way, for example, that you get a mangrove uh, like forest is that you put down a toxin scrubber, clean the environment, then put down an irrigator. The irrigator then puts plant matter throughout. You turn the irrigator into a, I forget what the thing is called, but it makes it a a wetlands. And then finally you put down a fourth object, which turns the wetlands and like gives them the correct climate for mangroves to grow. And the mangrove biome and the uh, wetlands biome are considered two different things. And the end of the goal is to build the environment in such a way that the animals that used to live there are able to return to a habitat that resembles the one that they had originally. Uh, So for example, like an otter would need, I think like, uh, actually no, let's go with beavers. Uh, Beavers need to be near a river uh, and near a forest. Uh, Bears need to be on a hill uh, near a, in a forest uh, and in a forest that has active beehives, which are used to grow flowers. Um, and they need those three things. Uh, and so you're trying to, basically it's like this multi-layered and multi-step approach to rebuilding an environment from scratch. Uh, and then once you've finished and found like selected areas when the game is like, yes, animals could live here. That's when you start the recycling process and then try to do all of this in reverse and do like the correct order of operations to pull everything out without collapsing the environment again. Oh, that's also interesting. Mm. Yes. Uh, okay, and like, so there's kind of like a tools down, like now let this thing run. Yes. Without an invention. Right. And also like that is the end. And also you have to have built your resource networks in such a way where things are accessible. So for example, in like one region, the uh, recycling system is built on waterways. And so you have to maintain the waterways and keep clear routes to everything in such a way that like your recycling drones won't get stuck pathing through an environment that you accidentally disassembled and recycled too early and in doing so lost like an essential piece of infrastructure that would allow your recycling drone to get to location like Y or Z. Now, having known some people who've tried to do things similar, right? Like uh, we, some friends of MK's family were trying to do a thing where it's like, we're going to like, they built their retirement home, et cetera. There's like her, her mom's friends. And they're like, we want to be a good home for pollinators. Yeah. In my view, it ended up not being an amazing home for pollinators, but it did turn into a good home for a lot of other critters. Maybe you didn't necessarily want around your house. And I'm curious, does this game have anything where it's like, if you get the balance a little bit right, can you like end up with a distorted ecosystem where it kind of works, but it's like kind of not what you're going for? No. And this is part of the problem that I have with Terranel at the end of the day is that this is a game that is 
I think its heart is very much in the right place, but it is a game that through its structure so clearly believes that we have the ability to fix things and that like we are the ones who should be able to fix things as opposed to looking at the shit we fucked up and being like, okay, we have, we have fucked this up so deeply that we should let this environment restore itself naturally over time. Uh, which is like oftentimes the actual answer to like severe environmental damage. It is that like environments are very good at uh, reestablishing themselves. And this is a game that believes wholeheartedly that it is people's like not only responsibility, but like (sighs) there is this like, there's a phrase the game uses at the end where it's like, once we leave and recycle everything, we return the land to the animals who are who we like who are the new stewards of this environment. And that like language of stewardship and the idea that like there is still a we are the masters of the earth vibe mm-hmm. going on here and like at the core of of the gameplay systems in such a way that like I don't think this is a game that is like convinced that you can fuck things up like that. I mean, you can fuck things up a little bit in terms of, like, really throwing an environment's, like, climate out of whack by, like, for example, um, one of the other things you have to do is balance climate. And so, for example, a thing that you can do is burn an area of vegetation and raise the average temperature for an area or, you know, put in a humidifier that raises the humidity in a region. And, like, if you fuck that stuff up, the game will be like, hey, you have, like, caused mass thunderstorms in this region. But I do think that, like, this is a game that imagines environments and our ability to restore them as predictable uh, in a way that I do not think is particularly fair to the world we actually live in. I think it's a really well-made game, the thesis of which is based on like some like very techno fetishist magical thinking about our ability to just like technology in this game is magic. It is, it is just straight up. Like we can, we can wizard our way out of the devastation that we have wrought. Um, and like, I think it's hearts in it. It is heart is very much in the right place, but I am unsure if it like really comes together for me as like a game with something to say. Uh, as opposed to just like a really excellent little strategy game uh, that I think is like has some like really clever the design elements merit, to I it. I will say that still sounds really interesting. As opposed, oh, to, yeah. like, mm. how do I get the yuppies to move in? Which is the arc a lot of us uh, end up on in, in games of a similar nature. But I know you have a hard out. Yeah. Uh, so this, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say it's a cool game. I think it's like worth your time and like worth people like checking out, especially because of like. The puzzles are fun. Looking at an environment and trying to be like, okay, right, I know that for this region, I have to have a forest on a hill. How can I make this forest? How can I turn this hill that doesn't have any trees around it into a forest is like a really cool process. So yeah, that is, those are my thoughts on uh, Terra Nil. This game sounds just like me kidding out my office. It's just like that, Rob. Bears love bias lighting. Mm -hmm. They do. They do. How you that's how you create a nourishing restorative environment for them mm-hmm. all right well we are going to take a uh quick break here and uh ren is going to go out and take care of some business but remember waypoint plus listeners get this podcast ad free so you can learn more at waypointplus.com and see how you can fill this break with nothing but cool tunes
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. And we're back. Uh, so there's some other games I wanted to hit uh, before we moved on to questions. Patrick, I saw that you you and Kato played a few games last week, but I wanted to ask you about one. I I, mm. I may not get the pronunciation right here. Uh, Chia? Just just actually just uh, lop off the T. Chia. Yeah. Chia. Yeah, like a Chia pet. Um. Uh. But it was you know it was it was an admirable attempt. Yeah, we streamed a little bit of this last week. Uh, in addition to that was Minecraft Day, right, Kato? That was like, Minecraft uh, a series Day. Of, a series of 101s yeah. uh, uh, for <laughs> my, myself. Patrick and my... asked me a bunch of questions on stream. One for me, one for me, one for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one for me, one for my child. Um, uh, yeah, we, and we checked out, gee, it's, it's uh, the, you know, the, to be extremely productive, sort of an uh, indie Breath of the Wild, um, uh, a game in which uh, you're uh, playing... Uh, uh, this kid who's like uh, she grows up uh, off of I forget exactly where I can look at the exact location that it's, but it's inspired by you know an actual uh, uh, region but she kind of grows up with her dad off the in this little island on their own uh, her dad gets kidnapped and then uh, you have to go and kind of track him down and it's a game where it's I mean so similar to Breath of the Wild like right you've got stamina meters for climbing things you've got a a glider uh, in order to kind of like go between. Uh, points the the thing that kind of uh, differentiates it uh which i think is like shown really well in the like 30 minutes or so we played is this ability to uh it's like soul jump into both objects and animals now is the game real specific about why do some things have a soul that you can bond to and others don't this rock got a soul yeah this deer got a soul um why this these trees they don't have souls, no. but you know, this lamp, that's all just hand. This lamp has this a soul. Lamp. Well, that's true. I was at, yeah, you could go into a fire lamp that you can then, you can, then you can explode so you can kill the, the paper this enemies. Is, this is a lot like, ch- like a child selective anthropomorph, anthropomorphization of mm-hmm. things where it's mm-hmm. like this thing, this object is my friend. These other things are furniture. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and so it's a game where it hand, it has, you know, enormous, the wide spaces of geography that you're trying to cover. It has a really cool, uh, uh, like, uh, sailing system where, like, I know this seems really basic, but usually when you're playing games where you're piloting a boat that has more arcadey controls, it's like, I don't know, you push forward on the stick and that just invents some magic wind that pushes you forward. And that still sort of exists here, but you have to actually press a button, go to a different part of the boat, and that part of the boat determines how much wind is coming uh, at the at the boat, and then you have to you know click out and go to another part of the boat that then you know you used to steer, and it's just it's just a little layer of complexity that I think is reflective of a real kind of layer of nuance and uh, just really interesting detail to a game that if you heard on the surface why you know an independent studio trying to do a Breath of the Wild style game, I mean 
it has it, the ambition comes with a lot of rough around the edges, but I find the game to be really heartwarming, endearing. I mean, you get a classic scene where the villain, you know, has a bunch of people in a cage, mm. uses some magic to summon um, a little baby, like not even a toddler, like a little baby, and it summons it over like it's using the force, and it opens its mouth, and then it eats the baby. Yeah. I mean, just classic just shit, cl- like what you're, what you're just here for. What could be more classical than a powerful godlike uh, father figure devouring his children? Exactly. Um, it, yeah, it was. It, it's fun. I think I mentioned this on the on the stream, but I I, I had requested a code for it, and I was like, "Oh, this seems like a game that might be fun to play with my daughter." Um, and the PR person responded and goes, "Like, how old's your kid?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, I watched the trailer. Like, they're fine. You know, they watch Gremlins and Jurassic Park. Like, this doesn't seem beyond that." And they're like, "Ah, I mean, you know." Here's a link. You might want to look at a couple of things before you before you do that. Um, my parents let me watch Sleeping Beauty, and I still don't know if that was a good call at age, <laughs> age six or seven. Uh, it's you know it's a a lot of the flow of this game is 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 like jumping between different um, you know like you might use a ro- like you might use a rock to give you some momentum that you jump out of that then you go into a tree and the trees in this game you can push back and forth that allowed you like momentum into the air. Maybe once you're in the air, you see a bird and then you jump to that bird and that allows you to traverse, you know, an extraordinary length uh, across like these different land masses that you're uh, exploring. And it's just, it's just really charming and interesting. It has like, you know, please write in if you can think of other examples, but Kato and I were kind of racking our brains to, to think of one. This game has, uh, a number of really good accessibility features, uh, you know, so the tweaks that you, you know, would want in order to make the game more palatable um, and playable, depending on, like, how much you want to interact with various parts of the gameplay elements, to the point that it has an actual skip gameplay option, where, like, there was a sequence where, where, I, where when we came into the stream, I was in an area that was very plot-centric, and it's not really what I wanted to show for the stream, because it wasn't, like, the, the main thrust of the game, I was like, ah, shoot, like, how do I, how can I just skip to get back to the big islands and oceans so I can show people that? And there's just, you just hit pause, and it's like, you want to skip this gameplay? And I was like, I guess. And it's like, skip, <laughs> go to the cutscene, and then it's like, g- gameplay again. And I was like, well, that's still not the island. Skip. And it's like, it, it warns you. It says like, hey, you're going to, you might miss out on important story beats. You might miss out on explanations of gameplay. But if you just want to be dropped at the next area, We'll just do it for you. And it's a really fascinating yeah. um, kind of low friction approach to, I don't know, like if you're in a particular, how many times have you been in a, you know, a game with like a crappy stealth sequence? And it's like, you know what? No one is benefiting from actually finishing this. If I could just hit a button, it was like, can I just go to the end of this? There are times in my life, maybe not this game. This game's a little more on the simpler end. But if you think about it as a game that might be played by a younger crowd, I could definitely see uh, an example where, uh, and also because the gameplay is a little rougher on the edge. It's like, I don't know, maybe I'm just not liking this sequence and I'm just, I just get me to the next beat. Um, so it's like for that and, all, and many other reasons, uh, including how beautiful it is, it is just utterly gorgeous to look at. Like moments where you get to the top of these peaks is just, is frankly just kind of breathtaking. Um, and so it's a game that I had not heard of, hadn't given a lot of thought to, but uh, you know, I definitely would recommend if you are looking to, to scratch, you know, a little bit of an itch before we get to, you know, Tears of the Kingdom in, well, that's the end of May, right? It's about two, a little under two months time uh, before that that drops. Uh, this is absolutely going to give you a kind of a little bit of that feel, um, even if it, uh, you know, ha- has different aims. It's, there's no combat. I mean, there is, but it's not, 
it's not that type of game. It is much more about exploring uh, and kind of just kind of guiding around. And for that, it is it does a, it does a really great job. All right. Well, that sounds that sounds pretty cool and also a little bit gnarly uh, in places. It is. But you know what? I miss shit like that. I mean, like my kid, my youngest has been very into watching Gremlins 2 for whatever reason that just sort of like scrolled across <laughs> a plex and she's like, I want to watch that. And I was like, eh. all right. Is that I mean, the cute little gremlins on it? Like, is that it was just like, yeah, it has like a hand. And she's like, I, I think the, I think the, the poster for Gremlins 2 is because uh, that one takes place in like the high rise. Um, you yeah. know, it's like the whole kind of satire of cable uh, network news, like is like kind of what runs throughout that one. Gremlins 2 is fantastic. Um, I don't know. There's just something about the art that captured. And I was like, all right, we'll watch it. And, you know, with my kids, you know, absent something being totally out of bounds, I tend to let my kids watch something and then they, you tell me you're scared and we'll, we'll stop watching it. And she's got like, she's got very into, very into gremlins too. Um, very confused when the one had the, the, there's the sexy gremlin though. I'm not sure if you remember that one. There's the spider gremlin. There's also the gremlin with like, I have never seen a gremlins movie. Really? I heard bad things happen to the cute little gremlins, and I was like, I don't know. If I well, that's that. Mogwai. Mogwai, he he is. That's the cute little furball you're thinking of. Gremlins are the byproduct of a Mogwai getting wet after midnight, um, and then you get the you the gremlins you want to be destroyed. Um, they're bad. They're killing people. The gremlins wow. are bad. Um, little uh, little Mogwai though. That's the one you're. You're trying to. Oh my god! Yeah, look at I think they're all cute little Furby little fuckers. No. That's just there's just one. There's just one of those. Oh, um, okay. Gremlins I, are all the. the I creatures. never understood. I thought the whole thing was like, okay, the cute little furry creatures are like murderous evil shitheads. Yeah, and there you like, go. I don't know there you go. Out. Yeah. So yeah, but this poster quite... that, that that Kato has has shared gives you the the general vibe. That oh, is okay. a. Uh, the gremlins. That is a gnarly the... poster. Yeah, that you I don't have know. Posted here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I don't, I don't think that's official. I think that's some fan art there. But um, it gets the point yeah. across. Gremlins are the evil ones. The cute one is. Anyway, not it, was a just, it was just all the the point I was making. There was, you know, what kids, the the edges are sanded off of too much kids content. Is what I sh- what I will say. No, you I can't agree. find it. There is like some decent, um, but we used to pass our PG PG thirteen when we were growing up. Uh, we've gone too far. Is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Like I, the stuff being like a little bit gnarlier, like. It's healthy for for kids sometimes. They should be a little shocked every once in a while when they watch their their television. On the other hand, I think about the fact that way too young, I somehow encountered both The Godfather and Martin Scorsese's Casino. Well, I don't. And Rob, for the rest the most of Rob and like, so, you know, like I watched E.T. a little younger <laughs> than other kids. And when he almost dies in the movie, that really freaked me out. And I don't know that I need to see that Casino. What is the? What do you mean? How do you see the cas- casino and the Godfather too early? Like flicking through HBO? No, my my dad would like he taught set you down to show it to you. So no, he just didn't turn it off while he was watching it. Oh, and so uh, I really okay. came and I watched a fair bit of it. All right, okay. Uh, but I became convinced that like any movie with a certain vibe, at any moment, you didn't know when or why or like how, someone would die in a car bombing. <laughs> And to this day, anytime there's like any sort of like mafia adjacent crime adjacent mm-hmm. movie, there is like a low like background radiation level of like anxiety and terror I have watching it because I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna drive somewhere. Oh my god, here Donna, we fucking go. I knew it. I knew it. That car's gonna explode. Yeah. 
Uh, Patrick, is Imagine this the my poster? shock when I finally watched Casino for real uh, while I had COVID and discovered that De Niro, even though they show him getting blown up in the opening sequence, that's a fake out and he survives that initial car bombing. Mm. Uh, is this the poster? Yes, Kato, this this is the poster. It's um, very amusing to me that this would attract your child's attention for some reason because yeah, all the signifiers yeah. here are like Oh, that's giving I Boss wouldn't. Baby vibes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the naturally. Yeah. I've seen Boss yeah. Baby. That movie's all right. There were there were, were shitty child fare that you could watch, <laughs> but not as good as people made it out to be. Did you like, watch Boss Baby? Fun. Yeah, I watched Boss Baby. It was fun. I haven't seen the Boss. <laughs> do we have to do? Do we have to do the next my turn on my turn? Boss Baby, uh, Boss Boss Baby. Yeah. No, no. I, I I would have told you that like it. It'd be the kind of movie that if you got stuck watching it with like a niece or nephew, like you could have a worse way to spend you know 90 minutes but i would sure. it's not an animated film that i would have gone out of my way to recommend to people that is for sure whereas like paddington lived up to the hype like people were like padding the paddington movies are like really special yeah and that, like, come I, on and i'm like we oh, have not shit. watched no, those with my kids yet but i i am i'm am, i'm waiting because i wanted them to get old enough that i don't want to watch it in 15 minute chunks i was like when i sit right. down with my oldest i want to watch it i've heard paddington 2 is even better than the first and is spectacular something about a a jail sequence, like I've heard many times, is unbelievable in Paddington too. Um, but I'm not, I have not seen those movies yet. But I'm I'm genuinely excited to to see them sometime. So let's get it's my turn, Paddington. That's what <laughs> I want. No boss baby. We want Paddington though. Yeah. Uh, now I just need to figure out how to connect up Mandy to to Paddington. <sighs> we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, man, I just realized I did not eat breakfast today. Wow. Um, good thing I have this. Granola, granola, imperial stout. Excuse me. Yeah, it's uh, this podcast is just the entire Rob Zachney arc. Like, like keep it yeah. crunchy. It's from Omegon. Uh, it is their OMG series, and it's eight oh percent alcohol by volume. This hearty <laughs> granola stout is the perfect companion for your next outdoor. Well, <laughs> nope. <laughs> For your next outdoor adventure, uh, you know, the indoors are the new outdoors. Uh-huh. Elaborate and flavorful, keenly suggestive of the balanced complexity of Mother Nature. Be prepared to be elevated to chocolate foam-capped mountainous heights. I don't know that uh, I want only granola in my... Here. To, yeah, to no, share this with. This is the sort of no. beer that you'd, like, leave the table, <laughs> and I'd, like, I got us a picture of the granola stout. <laughs> You did do that once. I, you I like. Would you, do you have any preference on beer? And I was like, just nothing, nothing particularly dark. Came back from the bathroom. No, 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 no. You said beer. no stouts, so I got a black lager. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you just yeah. Right. You knew what the fuck you were doing. I uh, didn't. I was very. I was being very literal. I was. I was. I was innocent uh, at that <laughs> at that moment. Oatmeal uh, stouts. So, oatmeal stouts are a thing. So like, this is you know yeah. one step removed, right? Granola, oatmeal, both things that. Uh, I don't know where I was going. Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes like oats <laughs> and granola. Like, there's both. Like, both are there's grains involved and sugar and sweets. Yeah, uh, Patrick, you also have another game here, Storyteller. Can you tell us a little bit about Storyteller? Yeah, we mentioned it briefly on uh, the last podcast where we had an interview with uh, the game's designer. Uh, so hopefully, people uh, enjoyed that uh, chat. It was a uh, uh, it was a delight uh, talking to them. That game has since launched. I have played most of the game now. Uh, Storyteller is a nice. 
game in which uh, essentially like imagine comic book panels uh, at the top and at the bottom you have different characters um, like let's say like thief or prince or knight um, and then different settings like wedding, execution, uh, revive, uh, cemetery. And then at the top is a description of a scenario. And what you are supposed to then do is use these characters and settings to enact that scenario. Um, so let's say it's like, uh, you know, like, you know, like knight kills queen, right? And it's like, there's a kidnap setting. So it's like, you know, like then you place the knight, uh, on the left and you place the queen on, uh, in, 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 in the kidnapping section. And then like, he can take the throne and like the throne room. And like, that's how you end up solving it in the game remixes these ideas thematically based on different chapters in a book. So it's like fr- frequently what's happening is like the first section is teaching you the basic rhythms of what are going to be more complex puzzles. Like one of them involves uh, like uh, a butler murdering like the, you know, like the Duke that he's working for. And then the more complex version of that is like, how can you get the detective to discover that the, uh, that, that he committed the murder. Another one is like, how can you do, how can you get the uh, detective discovered that he committed the murder uh, while like being observed? And like, there are like layers to these different, different sort of, uh, puzzles. It's really delightful. Uh, I really enjoy the time I spent with it. It is, I think, kind of when you and I played it last summer, I definitely had the impression that maybe there would be a little more creativity involved in terms of how the player arrives at their solutions and that right. these are, yes, these are like puzzles to solve, but like the, the band between... uh like what it's asking of you and how you get there would be a little wider than what actually is in the game, or at least how I've played it has felt very much. It's never like I'm trying to jam in a hyper specific solution, but it's specific enough that there are times that I wish the game allowed the player to like the, the the title of the game storyteller certainly seems to give an implication that you will, you'll be doing some storytelling. And yes, there are stories being told as a result of solving these puzzles, but there's not a whole lot of creativity involved in accomplishing that process. And that is not necessarily a fault as much as I actually think when I, you know, I've played like 70% of the game according to the, like the, the menu. And it mostly seems like this establishes like a really interesting, but like limited possibility space for what is possible given the tools they have here and that I'm like really excited if they get an opportunity to make another one of these where they were able to expand that band uh, out a little bit because it's very satisfying to do. Yeah. But there are definitely times, especially as the game goes on, where I now again, this is my own like aversion to puzzles in general, like where I enjoy a puzzle up until the point that I <laughs> no longer am, which I, I know seems like a pretty like <laughs> weird and arbitrary decision, but is that I don't. I like if I run into a brick wall in terms of solving a puzzle, I tend to just sort of fall apart. Mm. Like, whereas like hmm, time to like really think through how this is going to work. What are other ways that I could do it? It's like, no, now I'm not having fun and I'm going to look up a solution. Now that hasn't really happened here, but I, I can definitely see like as the game is getting more complex, it seems to be going in that direction where it's like, okay, now we're not just three panels, but we're nine panels. And so like, where did I mix this one? You know, like that kind of layer of like, complicated puzzles is like getting right up to the edge of where at least my own personal 
uh, like frustration limit with how puzzles tend to work. I haven't quite hit it, but I can feel myself getting awfully close. And maybe it never will, and that'll be a, a testament to, to the game itself that it manages to to run that fine line. But yeah. very cute, very neat. I don't I don't think it quite lives up to the potential of the tools in front of it, but I think there's a lot they could do with it if they if they took another whack. Right. Um. Especially in those early ones that we that we played on on the demo, there were definitely the Adam some... and Eve one is not even in the game. They got rid of that. Wow, like, <laughs> the Adam and Eve. There's like an you know an Adam and Eve uh, puzzle that was in the demo, unless unless it's later. But I'm pretty sure I read somewhere mm-hmm. that it's that's just not present in this in this shipping version of the game. I remember one of the things that struck me about that sequence was just like how many different thing combinations it felt like we could do. Yes, um, it did feel a little more open ended and. That if if the it the it feels much more boxed in here, more, um, like much more authorship mm-hmm. felt from the puzzle designers, uh, here, right. um, as opposed to I think there could have been a really interesting ebb and flow in the game where you were going between ones that are more tightly wound to like figure out what are they asking me to do here, and other ones that are a little more like hey, you know, like just have some fun and you'll kind of arrive at a goal and you'll kind of tell the story in your own unique. Uh, sort of way. Mm. Um, I haven't felt that that like level of freedom uh, here, at least yeah, in what was, I've played of it. I was curious because I, I linked a, one of the gifts from the mm-hmm. Steam page where it shows two different options, like one of the early ones, it seems like three panel, three characters, two scenes, love and death. Yeah. And you can you can kind of they show it just being rearranged in like two different outcomes that both quote unquote solve. Mm-hmm. It and you can you can move on, but you're saying that essentially as as they get longer and more complex, there tends to be fewer outs in a way, or like less of that variability that we well, th- or that or I'm just not seeing them right? right. Like that isn't that is entirely possible. Where like you know it's very natural as the complexity of the puzzle expands, you're also going to more hyper fixate on what you think is the solution to it and how to tailor that right. to happen, as opposed to thinking of a like a brand new entryway into into the puzzle. Uh, itself um and so yeah i at least i have found that it is a pretty narrow band in terms of what you can accomplish but they're still very satisfying like it's just i think i just got a a different sense from playing that demo of how wide that spectrum would be right and the the finished product seems to be a little more tailored towards the clever idea that they came up with and it's still fun to engine like to reverse engineer how how you get there because i mean like it's it is really delightful to sometimes like like one puzzle is just off and it's just like you can hit a button to like literally take a panel you've already constructed and just move its place mm-hmm. and then to watch that kind of like all like it's a very satisfying animation when it when it solves where it like kind of like swoops through and you know sh- shows you like a little like the, the characters then animate and like show you exactly how that sequence is playing out to to enact the solution and, and all that is very good. Um, I think it's just one of those situations where I, I really like what's here and just like would have loved for it to be a little bit uh, more. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not enjoying what's, what's on the page itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so some quick hits for me, uh, Pat, you'll be shocked to know that I did not play through resident evil two and three over. You did send me a message break. though at one point, wow. right? Something about Resident Evil? No. Yeah, no. I'm playing through two. I restarted. Okay, so I didn't imagine. I did not imagine that. I was like, I know. I, I was no, fairly I, sure. Having that I, a blast. Got... Uh, going through it a lot easier than I did the first time around. I think. 
I don't know. It's it's weird. It could just be king of executive function stuff where it's like just easier for easier for me to sort of see the path of the game and just execute on it. But I think the big mm-hmm. thing is, I don't know. It feels like between when I first played it, right, right around when it came it came when it came out, and now, I feel like the zombies are getting up more than they were. Like I do not remember them just getting the fuck up every time I put them down. They're, they're, like, they're much more aggressive in. I mean, Resident Evil Two. Yeah, because I think what you asked me was how much cleaning. Like, how many of these zombies do I need to kill? It's because I, I was like, I don't think I can afford to keep like clearing these hallways. You can't. You can't. Like a lot. A lot of Resident Evil Two is. You know, if you can luck into a room that has like a line of desks in the middle and you can just kite either kite or just be running around what you what I remember end up doing in that game. The you know, the bulk of it, the best part of the game takes place in the police station is just using the architecture of the police station to your advantage where you have certain rooms that eventually if you can just avoid entire like I remember there's a sequ- there's an area in the in the police station where I think it's a library. And there's like yeah, so no, many I'm using stairs. the library to juke through. Like, yeah, rather than I, yeah, go I, around that long exterior hallway where it's just like one choke point after another, I'm always going through the library and up like to right. get to that side of the PlayStation. Because otherwise, there's that hallway of death where it's like mm-hmm. it's single file. If two zombies show up, that is all your ammo. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And it certainly gets more complicated when, because uh, you probably have not encountered Mr. X yet, right? No, I just finished. Uh, so now I'm in the jails. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just had that pretty shitty boss fight, I have to say, of like literally being chased in circles by a guy with a big eye growing out of his arm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, it was like, shoot the big glowing eye. And I was like, all right. I feel like I've been doing this for quite some time. I have been going around. And the the encounter space was such that like there was one circle that like left you with all movement options. Otherwise you get mm-hmm. cornered somewhere. Yeah. So I just ran around, you know, the same block of piping for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, Lining up your shots, just slowly pelting him to death, waiting for the eye to reappear. Yeah. Uh, as he just sort of lumbered around, I was like, all right, like could really do with this eye showing up. Maybe I'll sh- try shooting him in the head. Maybe that'll bring the eye out. It did. Uh, but yeah, it went on for quite, quite some time. Uh, but either way, though, what a good game. Having a blast. Uh, it's great. Did you ever make it to the Mr. X part in no, your original I, playthrough? I think I stopped just before that. Okay, because that is where <laughs> Mr. X, which is a character present in the original, but is, I think, you know, like Resident Evil 4, you know, it just came out, and Ren was going to talk about that, but, you know, had had to depart, so I'm, I'm sure uh, we'll chime back in on that next, next week because her and I are both going to be out this week, but... I really like the Resident Evil 2 remake. I wrote I wrote as much, but I think something that is clearer to me now as I spend more time with it and you know think about you playing Resident Evil 2, and I, I adore the Resident Evil 2 remake. I think it is like a terrific accomplishment. And part of why I think it's terrific is because Resident Evil 2 had enough distance when it was being remade that they could actually do the part of like re there's a reimagination of what is that game. Yeah. Resident Evil 4, despite being, you know, you know, 20 years old or, or whatever, like it's it's a it's a modern game. Like it you you go and play that game now. Kyle, you just did this, right? Yeah. Like there are obviously there are plenty of quality of life control scheme things that you can tell that it's a game from a different era. But like d- d- broadly, like those bones are like re- really good. Like that, that game is still fantastic. 
Um, and what they ended up doing in the remake is there's not a lot of reimagining. It's 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 updating. It's mm. it's you know it's it's cleaning it up. It's like polishing it to an to an nth degree. But it's not reimagining. And part of what's so great about Resident Evil Two is they they were given license by that yeah. Resident Evil Two looking like an ancient game. There's less hangups and also just fewer people to complain if they decide to just change how this you know many many like basic elements of the game work outside of like the general plot structure and the layout. Though, Patrick, I will say this, because Resident Evil 2 originally was a lot more like Resident Evil 1, right? Where it's like you're going to have sort of your fixed camera angle positions and it's mm-hmm. it's that sort of combat. Mm-hmm. Having, because here's the thing I hadn't done when I played a little bit of Resident Evil 2. I had not played Resident Evil 1 with you by that point. Right. right. And so I'm sitting here and there's a lot of places now where I feel like, oh, this space would really be an amazing Resident Evil 1-style space, but it actually feels a little cramped and almost overly simplified for these movement controls Mm. Uh, in a way that, like, I'm I'm having a blast. It's got great atmosphere. Like, it's, it's, it's a tremendous remake. But I am sitting there being like, I can see the places where, like, there's foundations of a very different sort of game here. And in some ways, it feels like those foundations are still more appropriate to that style of game. And I'm like, maybe I should be playing original Resident Evil 2. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as someone that has played, like, I, with Resident Evil 4, I can go either way. I, I think the the update is fantastic, but I think you could play, you know, one of the, uh, like, recent re-releases of Resident Evil 4 and have an, an incredible time. I think Resident Evil 2 is, is, is harder to, like, you can appreciate it. You'd have fun with it, Rob. But I think... The remake is giving you a closer approximation of what it was what it was like to play yeah. that game at the time, right? Like I think I think Resident Evil Two is still the original, still like eminently playable, but it feels it feels old, and I think that's part of what I found so brilliant about that update was that it it runs that fine line, and and Resident Evil Four's remake mostly is closer to feeling like just a it's not just a fidelity update, but it it's it's I almost wish they had been given more license to look if you're gonna do this like really put your own spin on it like like find your own creativity in this world the original still exists and capcom's not pretending it doesn't and that's that's great i love that you can still go buy that original game on any platform uh that you want to um and it'll feel good and it'll run well um but like they didn't really give themselves or capcom didn't allow that's that team which is the same team that did the resident evil 2 remake like they feel more constrained creatively here and like at this point i am really hoping if they move on to like a Code Veronica, a game that would require a lot of like creative uh, reinterpretation to make that work, I really would like that team to get a chance to make their own original Resident Evil game. Like that creative team has so many cool ideas, and I'd love to see them unshackled from like nostalgic expectations. Um, it's like, look, find some other like junior members to go work on these this, like series of remakes that the studio is is clearly working through, and we're getting one more. Um, you know, Resident Evil 7, 8, 9 are supposed to be a trilogy of games. So we'll get another one of those in the next couple of years as well. But I just think that that team has earned the right to, I think, try and reduce some of that tension you're getting at, Rob, which is like what when you are working with that framework, even if you're giving yourself a lot of license to reimagine how it works, it's still that original framework. And it, that's going to feel <clears throat> a little odd at times. Uh, have you when was the last time you touched for Patrick, the original? Uh, well, when I was supposed to do that stream before my kid got sick, um, 
that was the well i played the i played the, a little bit of the oculus um vr uh remake so i probably played like two hours mm-hmm. of that one but in terms of like playing resident evil 4 um i mean i don't think i've played it since i don't know some older re-release so like i mean at right. least 10 15 years probably because i think i mean it, it seems like for the most part you're right about like at least environmentally and like it's a lot of the same things with like new coats of paint uh but the way <laughs> i had forgotten that this game you can't move while you're aiming in this game <laughs> No. I've forgotten that uh holding the aim button for the knife and the that do you hit the A button to shoot and it's not mm-hmm. a left trigger right trigger situation. Mm-mm. The ways that you interact with this game are so specific that it feels like that is this is that's the most drastic change right now. And I've actually mm-hmm. seen a few people kind of um and I haven't. I didn't. I didn't get to. I didn't get our hands on the new one, so I'm not 100 percent sure, sure how this plays out. But that there has been something changed where there's like parries now. Did you mm-hmm. hit that in the new one? It, it feels like yeah. A- so you you can use the knife to parry basically any basic attack from an enemy, and that will I. Th- think mostly minimize the damage that comes in uh-huh. and then damages your knife which it's repairable there are both uh throwaway knives that like like break and then disappear and you have to collect or 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 buy more um or your main huh. knife uh can be repaired and upgraded at the at the merchant so like that parry system d- does not exist um right. in in the original the closest you get to that is you know if you're you can't really do it on the GameCube version, but I think you mentioned this kind of talking about the Wii version where like you could, you know, shoot a an axe, right. a thrown axe out of the air. Like the aiming is so slow and unwieldy. Yeah. In the original, that would be I'm sure it's technically possible. It is. But not, I did it on accident. It is yeah, definitely this one of those things that you don't mean to do, but then a bullet hits an axe mid mid path and you're like, oh shit, that's awesome. I hope that did happens you see again. That? But like the, I saw, the, the, the Easter egg that was going around this morning um, where in New Game Plus in the new Resident Evil 4, you can start the game with a sniper rifle. And if you go up to the top of one of the buildings uh-huh. in the village area and look at the skybox in a very specific direction, you can see the bell that ends that encounter. And if you shoot it with the sniper rifle, you can trigger the bell and end the village <laughs> encounter immediately. Which is, and you can't do it when I doubt you can do it with the pistol. I think you have to have this the sniper post game weapon. Yeah. But it's a, it's, it's, it's super cool. That is, that is very good. Um, but honestly, just like I don't know, even like with the modern resident, like the set, like seven and stuff. I don't think they leaned in as hard into like a parry is wild to me. The fact that there's a parry mm-hmm. in a Resident Evil game, like the that the way you play that game is you you take a couple pot shots and then you fucking run, right? It's mm-hmm. about mitigating like both ammo usage and like these like waves of enemies that come at you and like a lot of that is just it's kiting. all crowd control. It's all that's crowd all, control. That's all RE4 is defined by. Yeah. And it's just like that's that felt like such a drastic change that i feel like that's the kind of thing that they were that's where they were looking to make changes because it was so modern it's like just the Mm -hmm. the combat flow becoming even more action oriented um and it's just like i don't know i I feel like i i really i'm really curious to get my hands on it because it feels like 
if it's required, right? If it's like this is this is the new combat flow, if it feels like more drastic of a change in the ways that RE controls than adding non-tank controls to one, for example. I don't know. Because you still kind of are doing the same sort of... Yeah. I don't parry that much. Okay. Like, parry is like like an emergency. You know, like, uh, oh, I fucked up. Right. I'm backed into a corner. It definitely... You know, sort of the way... Yeah. Like, when you you kneecap somebody, and then that triggers the Which you can't do the kneecap anymore, does it? Like, this is the other thing I've heard, is that people... No, you can't. No, that's like still 100% the flow of playing Resident Evil 4 is like... A, you, yeah, you need him and then you round his roundhouse kick him. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. And then so you, that's how you're you like swipe your knife a million some, times while they're on the yep. ground. <laughs> yeah, no, that is still 100%. Like, they have not gotten rid of that. That is uh, that is definitely what you are doing uh, in, in the update as well. Um, and it's just, it's just at, like, because, you know, when you're when you're playing the game, you, you kind of, you know, you can yeah. hit him with, like, two pistol shots, the kneecap, you get the, the melee, and that will often kind of, like, disperse a couple of enemies in front of you and right. like, give you a little bit of breathing room. Essentially, the parry is another version of that, which is like, okay, mm. if that didn't work and a guy still <laughs> encroaches on you, yeah. you can hit L1 and like parry them away and kind of push them back. And it's all about giving you space in in crowd control. Right. And that's just like another um, added technique. If, if I have not found myself, it's one of the things that I used a handful of times when it was introduced. And now, you know, mm. most of the way through the game, like I have not, not I, I used it a couple yeah. of times. It does. It did feel like Ren had to do it a lot in, but I forgot she chose some ridiculous. She, she, just made, she picked some ridiculous hardest mode mm-hmm. or some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what was, what was yeah, going was on there. That was, <laughs> that, that was a great choice for uh, the conceit of that stream. Uh, so the other thing, just to touch on really briefly, uh, I played a bit of I played a lot of the Great War Western Front. I talked about this previously on the podcast. It's a it's sort of a hybrid, uh, like strategic level war game about World War One. Uh, but then the tactical battles are RTS style. It's made by Petroglyph uh, Studio, and like I enjoyed it. I like I, I wrote a review on the site. You you should check it out. Uh, the thing I would sort of add to it is that like while I liked it, I do think that. One of the things this game was sort of trying to tackle is capturing that even though World War One is a lot of stalemate, to try and break the stalemate, every side in the in the war is like frantically trying to research like new new tactics, new weapons that are going to help them uh you know crack this thing. And the way it all ends up panning out is that most of these things cancel each other out. You know, like new tactics succeed once because nobody's seen them before, and then they get uh, countered and then they they're not successful as much anymore uh the arc of chemical weapons when when uh various armies started deploying them chemical weapons were terrifying and devastating and then within a surprisingly short amount of time the other side would be having gas masks that could counter whatever was the chemical weapon you were deploying and so it wasn't effective anymore uh so then you have to invest more time into researching a new chemical and that would work once and so on and so forth uh, but th- the big thing that happens sort of, tw- sort of toward the end of the war is this notion of the image we all have of like the, you know, sending guys in waves over the top of the trenches in World War One. That kind of stops being what is happening later in the war. Uh, there's a lot more like 
what are called like bite and hold uh, attacks where you actually target a much smaller, like local section of the line and get troops up into position and slowly begin like almost crowbarring the position open a lot more like infiltration tactics, et cetera. And a lot more like, you know, stuff that's readily adaptable to an RTS, like a lot more unit types, uh, you know, different, different sorts of specialist troops uh, being, being deployed for this thing. And those things are in the great war Western front, but the problem is the game because every tactical battle is basically just a, uh, you know, your side is on the bottom of the map. The other side is on the top of the map and you sort of push forces uh, from one side over to the other and every battle you're you're, playing, you're seeing the same map again and again, uh, depending on which territory you're fighting over. And it evolves with time, like trenches will stay there once they've been dug. But it ends up being like a lot of like kind of kind of out of context uh, battles. And uh, so that ends up kind of undercutting the the whole thing a little bit where it is a like you have those specialist units, but they're kind of just like you throw them in with your attack wave, but they don't really behave meaningfully differently uh, than the, than the units who've been playing around with the entire time. The game can't really like comprehend the way the war is changing uh, as it goes on. So that's, that's kind of the, the beef I had with it Uh, in addition. So there's a lot of repetition, but I think the, the big things it's trying to get across about like, this is the way the war is evolving. It's kind of there, but the, the the game is so simplified that it can't really bring out like, why are these things special? Why are these things so important uh, as, as innovations in this game's rendering, like flamethrower companies can be deployed and those are really good at clearing trenches. And that's true. Like they, you know, those were hugely important, uh, you know, assault forces that like Germany uh, in particular added to their arsenal, but it was sort of everything else that they were a part of the the entire new approach to attacking trench lines had changed around them and that's not really how it works here it's much more like simple rts stuff where it's like these guys are a hard counter for infantry in a, in a trench and that's kind of it um i like i like it I, I had fun with it it's it's I, I tried to avoid my review like using the word casual because that can be kind of pejorative but I guess the, is, is approachable more approachable accurate? Uh, that that is definitely more accurate. Uh, I also think there's almost like I mean, coming around this idea of like there's there's some games that are like quick session games. And this is mm-hmm. definitely one of those where it's like it's very easy to have a quick, satisfying, like 30, 25 minute play session. We play a turn, play a battle or two, and then you're out and you sort of put it aside. It's very easy to dip in and out of. There's not so much where you kind of got to get really invested in it remember all that you're doing and really dedicate some time and attention to it. This is much more of a like, Hey, just like pick it up, put it down. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. Uh, it reminded me a lot of a flash game. Actually, I played, uh, I was going to ask, like I saw that, a tweet of yours about discovering a thought dead flash game that had been revived. Yeah. And the last, like, so armor saved, I guess. Yeah. Armor games was a, uh, you know, one of those major flash game developers, publishers, Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day. And they made a lot of like really standout games. And then of course, when flash stopped being supported, all those stopped working. Uh, and then like just a month ago, a bunch of them were like restored to, to working order via emulation. 
So a bunch of their stuff. We're emulating out. Flash now. Is yeah. that what we're doing? Yep. Wow. Okay. And it works really Flash, well. The, <laughs> Flash, the famous, like, destroys your browser in a fit. Like, the reason, part of the reason Flash died was because while it was a wonderful tool for a lot of different software purposes on the web, you know, it also, at the, with the rise of the mobile phone, essentially the iPhone killed yeah. Flash. Um, uh, or Steve Jobs killed. Well, right. That's really the pointed, like. Yeah. It, it, I mean, there's a whole, he wrote a whole letter about it, right? Like, yeah. back in 2008 or something like that. And essentially said. We're done with this shit. And Flash, Flash's death essentially came slowly after Steve Jobs wrote that letter. But the the notion that we've gone from frequently felt like a bloated piece of uh, internet technology to now being emulated, famously a process that requires more. I mean, now granted, computers have come a long way, but there's something just very funny about yeah. that's where we've ended up with Flash. Yeah, uh, but either way, it's it's neat to see see these games come back. And that, this is sort of it's a similar vibe. This is like. It is a really dressed up Flash game in some ways, or hmm. it's not like the types of games you played in the 90s uh, where like things were necessarily simpler and more abstracted. And this kind of fits neatly uh, in that style. And that's both like a large measure of its charm, but also probably uh, speaks to some of its drawbacks. Uh, we actually, Patrick, you and I have to duck out of here for a meeting as well. Uh, so... I guess we should call it a wrap on today's episode of Waypoint Radio. If you want more from Waypoint, you can follow us on Twitter at Waypoint, Facebook, and YouTube, Waypoint Vice. You're going to follow me on Twitter at Rob Zachney. Patrick, where can people follow you? You can follow me at Patrick Klepik. We're down to two. It's just you and I, Rob. I guess you can follow Kato at uh, Kato underscore appears and, and Ren at, uh, at Renner Raven. And uh, you can also check out published on waypoint.vice.com. Hey, why don't you go read my article on the Great War Western Front, which turned into more of a survey of the subject as as it exists within video games than a straightforward review. This is what happens when I'm like, I haven't really figured out like how to kick this thing off and end up writing a thousand more words uh, in the middle <laughs> of the night as my vacation is uh, supposedly ending. Turns out it ended like a, a day earlier than I intended. Anyway, uh, check it out. Uh, I, you know, it's a fair bit of work I put into it. And I'm like, damn, that's so much harder than just podcasting. Why, why do I go to all that trouble? Anyway. I could just say anything into a microphone. Uh, but I will say, I think it was more articulate and clear in my thoughts in the review. Anyway. And hey, thanks to Waypoint Plus, we've been able to have a bunch of fun streams lately. Last week, Patrick and Kato played a bunch of Chia and there was some Minecraft happening. And then... Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Ren played the first 10 minutes of Resident Evil 4 Remastered for about an hour while Kato streamed the pause screen from the original game. Uh, so I think that we'll, we'll see what our plan is for, for the week. Uh, maybe less of that. We, we might be checking out that Zelda live stream on Tuesday. By the time you listen to this, we will either have done that or not. Uh, I might also stream a bit of the Great War Western Front uh, as, it, as it is releasing this week. Uh, any motorsports? Any managing? I might like you know just me and Kato, and I have been That's thinking. Well. I've been thinking about like we were really poised for success. Like we really <laughs> like we really had a good car this year, and I think we were really ready to to wreck house. So we might we might dust off uh, Oberhof Racing and and see what's up there. If that sounds good, or if you just want more Waypoint, you can go to waypointplus.com and subscribe. Not only do you get access to our premium feed, but you're also helping support Waypoint and everything else we do. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra. 
just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here. And if you want to show not just support, but zeal, go to waypointgeneralstory.com and buy some of our fine Waypoint merch. Our theme music is by Bowen. The track is Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Learn more at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. For now, we are calling time on this Tuesday. We will talk to you again on Friday. Well, God and I will. Until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. Go on vacation. You can learn more at waypointplus.com and see how you can fill this break with nothing but cool tunes. Hey, you got to see where your money went at the beginning of this podcast. (laughs) 